Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, sports and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield ISD is asked to cease and desist. When's the last time you cracked open a really good book? We have a suggestion coming up. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb. COVID-19 spread remains low in Mansfield. Upcoming event at the lot gives you a chance to show your patriot pride. In sports, we've got some high-scoring Week 2 action in the high school football recap coming up later in the episode. Coming up in the features section. I'm Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, we'll discuss the James Webb Space Telescope's new picture of a distant planet. Want to look chic? I'm Angel Biasati, and today we're talking about designer handbags and how to benefit Methodist Mansfield Medical Center's Breast Center and Methodist Mansfield News to Know. One of the biggest mountains to climb to achieve home ownership is saving for the down payment and closing costs. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we'll discuss both on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a new cocktail that might have you thinking me later. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, Steve talks in studio with the city's cultural arts supervisor, Rosalie Gilbert. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. What do you see when you look at your trees? Beauty, shade, strength, long life. Trees can be destroyed instantly by great storms and over time by microscopic organisms and not to mention causes between those extremes. Trees can't complain or even move out of harm's way. They depend on human care. Nobody is more qualified to provide that care than the experts at Bartlett Tree Experts. Their specialty is preventive care. The kind that's the most cost effective. The kind that is the best value in arboriculture. Bartlett representatives and technologists are trained and backed by the scientists of the Bartlett Tree Research Laboratories. They are your neighbors, completely knowledgeable about local trees and shrubs. For a free inspection from your local Bartlett Arborist, call 1-877-BARTLETT. Their advice is free and you're under no obligation. Your trees and shrubs are a large part of your property investment and deserve the best care. Bartlett Care. Call a Bartlett Certified Arborist today. 1-877-BARTLETT. Or visit online at Bartlett Hi, I'm Dr. Janine Huang with United Dermatology Associates, and you are listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. An Austin-based law firm has issued cease and desist letters to at least four North Texas school districts, including the Mansfield ISD, over, quote, in God we trust, end quote, posters, which attorneys claim are not compliant with state law. Senate Bill 797, authored and passed last year by Republican State Senator Brian Hughes from Mineola, states that schools are required to display signs or posters bearing the national motto, In God We Trust, in a conspicuous place, provided that the signs were donated to the school or bought with private donations. Under Senator Hughes's bill, only three items can be displayed on the posters, one American flag, one Texas flag, and the words, In God We Trust. 
The posters in question, which were donated by Patriot Mobile, a grapevine-based company that claims to be, quote, America's only Christian conservative wireless service provider, do not comply with state law as they contain, quote, extraneous information on the signs that's just not by the state legislature, end quote, according to Kaplan Law Firm attorney Trenton Lacey. About Mansfield listeners may recall that Patriot Mobile spent hundreds of thousands of dollars funding North Texas school board candidate campaigns, including the four most recently elected to the MISD Board of Trustees. There is no word on whether MISD will comply with the cease and desist letter. It's an event coming up here in Mansfield that is not only fun, but it's educational as well. And to fill you in on the details is the president of Mansfield Reads, Emily Duran. Emily, welcome to About Mansfield. Hi, thanks for having me. And this is an event that you do every year. We had a Meet the Author at Legacy High School last year with the New York Times bestseller. And this year, again, uh, you've chosen a book for all of Mansfield to read. And um, let's start with the kickoff event. Tell us about what's going to happen at the event, when it is, and where it is. Yeah, so the kickoff is uh, September 8th at 6 p.m. at Market Street. Um, We'd love to see everyone come out. We'll have some raffles going on so you can win some prizes. Um, A few prizes are um, a movie basket. uh, So if you want some free movie tickets and some popcorn. And then as well, we'll have chances for you to win VIP dinner uh, tickets. So you can come and chat with the author before the event um, during dinner. And we'll just have a good time. We'll It's going to be at the Tap House at Market Street, so feel free to come get a glass of wine and just hang out with us that evening. All right. You you mentioned the author, so let's let's fill in the audience. Uh, Who is the author and what's the name of the book? The author is Peter Heller, and this year we're reading The Guide. And what can you tell us about the book without, uh, with, uh, you know, no no spoiler alerts, uh, a brief synopsis of the book? It's a heart race thriller about a young man who who is escaping his own grief is hired by an elite fishing lodge in Colorado, where amid the natural beauty of sun-drenched streams and forests, he uncovers a plot of shocking menace. I thought it was a really fast-paced read, um, and it will definitely keep you interested until the last page. Um, I really enjoyed it, so I hope everyone does too. The Guide by Peter Heller, and then there's another event where the listeners may have a chance to meet Peter Heller. Yes, the evening with the author is going to be on Thursday, October 20th at 7 p.m. That's going to be at Legacy High School Performing Arts Center. Um, So if y'all want to come out, he'll be talking about the book and the writer's craft and even doing some book signings there. So it'll be really a really awesome event. Is that a free event or ticketed? It is free, but we do ask that you register. So if you come to the kickoff next Thursday, then you'll get you'll get to pre-register before anyone else. And then um, the registration goes live on September 9th. And you can find that on the Friends of the Mansfield Public Library Facebook page. All right. So the kickoff is Thursday, September 8th, 6 p.m. at Market Street. Meet the Author Night is October 20th, 7 p.m. at Legacy High School. Emily, is there anything else that you would like to add? Yeah, there's going to be some uh, library events sprinkled throughout this month and next month leading up to the evening with the author. And all of those events can be found on the library's website. So um, some some require registration. So I just uh, direct people to go to the Mansfield Public Library uh, website and they can find more information there. That is Mansfield Reads President Emily Duran. And Emily, we'll see you at Market Street on September 8th. Awesome. Can't wait. The COVID-19 cases have tapered off here in Mansfield. And with the numbers, here's Dennis Webb. Thank you, Steve. COVID-19 is still in Mansfield, but at a relatively low level. The number of new cases has been around 100 each of the last two weeks after a very gradual decline. It looks like the usual late summer epidemic spike is smaller locally than the two previous years. Tarrant County downgraded the community level spread from high to medium this past week. This assessment derives from how many people are hospitalized with the virus, currently around 5% of the occupied hospital beds. Countywide trends are similar, though 10 to 20 fellow citizens still lose their lives to the virus every week in the county. We will pause these weekly reports, as there are a few trends. I'll watch every week, and I'll let you know if something changes. Tarrant County Public Health still recommends all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated, I wear a mask when I go out. 
From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Sunday, September 11th is not only Patriot Day and National Day of Service and Remembrance, but it's also a day to gather at the lot for Freedom Fest 2022, an evening of live music featuring the pride of Mansfield High, Josh Weathers, among other bands, as well as a special presentation of colors by the Mansfield Police and Fire Departments. Bring a lawn chair and a blanket and enjoy the tunes, or you can participate at the Kids Zone, a cornhole tournament, shop the vendors' booths, or eat a great meal from the food trucks. Outside coolers are not permitted. The free event kicks off at 4 p.m. and runs well into the evening at the lot downtown, located at 110 South Main Street. Let's head on over to the sports desk. Here's Jonathan Dodd. Week two of high school football action kicked off last Thursday with the Timberview Wolves taking down the Sam Houston, Texas, 69-14 to in an on-league game. The Wolves had 422 yards of total offense, including 314 on the ground. Next on the schedule, they have the White Longhorns, who are 0-2 after a loss to Waco. There was another big win over the weekend. The Tigers beat Summit by 50 with the final score of 57-7 and improving to 2-0. Mansfield broke the game open in the second quarter, scoring 29 points with quarterback Sergio Kennedy throwing for two touchdowns and rushing for one. Mansfield next plays the South Grand Prairie Warriors while Summit heads to Crowley Friday night to face the Eagles, who are coming off a loss to the legacy Broncos, 34-22. Broncos junior running back Marcus Hayes had 12 carries for 134 yards and two scores in the win. The Broncos improved to 1-1 and will face Wilson at home this Thursday. And the Lake Ridge Eagles fell to the Boswell Pioneers 41-20 on the road and are now 500 on the young season. They will travel east to play the Rockwall Heath Hawks Friday night at 7. And this week's highest scoring and lowest scoring games of the week in the state of Texas. For the high, McLean shut out Amarillo 77 to nothing. And in the low matchup, Dallas Jefferson beat Arlington Newman 9 to 6. Reporting from the About Mansfield Sports Desk, I'm Jonathan Dodd. Thank you, Jonathan. We love getting feedback from the community and received an email from listener David who writes, I just completed listening to your interview with Rosalie Gilbert. Excellent session. Since being a member of the Mansfield Historical Landmark Commission, it was my pleasure to meet Rosalie. However, until your interview, I knew very little about her background. Her love for music, particularly the harp, is quite unique. And Mansfield is fortunate to have her talents as a key part of our overall cultural development. My thanks to you for all that you and your team do for our city. Well, David, stay tuned because part two of our interview with Rosalie Gilbert is coming up a little bit later in this episode. By the way, if you have a comment about the show, you can reach out to us by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Saturday, September 10th is National TV Dinner Day, where we pay homage to C.A. Swanson and Sons, the company that, back in 1953, changed our eating habits forever and revolutionized the prepackaged heat-and-serve frozen food. The first frozen TV dinner consisted of sliced turkey, cornbread dressing, sweet potatoes, and peas, and was sold at 98 cents each. Mmm... And who can forget the tasty Salisbury steak in gooey brown sauce with apple pie that was half mouth scalding hot and still frozen on the other half. Originally, Swanson packaged their meals in aluminum trays with individual compartments, keeping each of the mouth watering morsels from commingling. The Smithsonian Institute inducted the original Swanson TV dinner tray into the Museum of American History. So this Saturday, break out the TV trays, fire up the telly, and enjoy your favorite frozen dinner like we did back in the day. Provecho. Let's head on over to the weather desk and check the forecast for the upcoming week. Colleen, do you have a favorite TV dinner? I loved Swanson TV dinners. I recall one with turkey and stuffing and gravy with peas and carrots and some hot apple and cinnamon thing. A yummy flashback. I have the modern day version of the TV tray, Steve, a coffee table whose top lifts up to the perfect food shoveling height. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. It looks like a fairly straightforward week, with highs between 90 and 93 each day and lows between 70 and 73 degrees. 
We have a 20% chance of rain on Wednesday, and then another 20% chance Sunday into Monday. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers remain off this week, thanks to the deluge we experienced on Saturday. If you water the lawn, do so toward the end of the week, and only if your soil is dry four inches below the surface. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We are offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community and why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Emily Vaughn, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who served as an MISD teacher and principal for 49 years for three generations of students and has a school named in her honor? Emily knew that it was Thelma Louise Jones, who was an MISD teacher and principal for 49 years, and the school named in her honor is located at 7650 South Watson Road. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular about Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. 
Com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the year was 1917, and Mansfield had an electricity problem. This week's question is, who received a 50-year franchise from city council in 1917 to establish the city's first electric plant? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who received a 50-year franchise from the city council in 1917 to establish the city's first electric plant? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Mansfield Chamber of Commerce CEO Lori Williams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb takes a look at the James Webb Space Telescope's new photo of a distant planet. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. NASA continues rolling out the James Webb Space Telescope's newest images. This past week, it was the newest image of a planet orbiting a remote star. While we have made these kinds of pictures in the recent past, these new images are amazing. A little background. The first planet around a star other than our own sun was discovered in 1992, but not by taking a picture of it separate from its star. This first planet was discovered by noticing tiny variations in the light of its star, which was a pulsar that precisely flashes many times a second. When astronomers measured these timing variations very precisely, the only explanation for the variation was two rocky planets, a little bigger than the Earth in different orbits. This is a pretty indirect detection, but it works because of the well-understood physics. Since then, About 4,000 other planets have been discovered orbiting a wide variety of stars using a variety of methods. This first web image was selected as a planet had been discovered and crudely imaged by an Earth-based telescope in Chile in 1997. The web should be able to make a much clearer image, and it did just that. The Webb telescope is unique in that it has the largest mirror of any space telescope, and it doesn't have to look through the Earth's wobbly atmosphere. This means the pictures are sharper than any other telescope humans have made. The bigger the mirror is, the cameras can see fainter objects and see them with higher resolution. In effect, each camera pixel sees a tinier piece of the sky, making a sharper picture overall. There are a lot of pixels in these cameras. There is another challenge to taking a picture of these distant planets. The light of the nearby star is millions of times brighter than the light reflected off the smaller planet. And even with the increase in resolution, no camera can see the planet separate from the star's glare. Some of Webb's scientific cameras have what is called an occulting coronagraph to hide the star's light. Let me explain this term. Think about driving your car into a sunset. You're stopped at a stoplight trying to tell when the light turns green so you can go. You fiddle with the sunshades, but sometimes just hold your hand up to block off the blinding sun to see the light change. Your hand is occulting the sun good enough for you to see when the stoplight changes. Astronomers have done this in a more polished way for decades in studying the outer layers of our sun's light, which is called the corona. They put a disk precisely the same size as the sun's image in the telescope they're using. Our sun is always spewing stuff out, though it is much, much fainter than the rest of the light. The only way to actually see this corona is to completely block the light from the sun's disk. Astronomers call this disk a coronagraph. It is something that blocked the sun's light so you can make a picture, a graph, of the corona. So, coronagraph. By the way, in April 2024, during the total solar eclipse here in Mansfield, you get to see the solar corona with your own eyes as our moon passes in front of the sun and making a 100% natural occulting coronagraph. Black hole sun, won't you come? Anyway, back to the James Webb Space Telescope. Some of its cameras have occulting coronagraphs, designed to block the light of remote stars for exactly this, this kind of picture, and it appears to work really well. The coronagraphs can actually be moved out of the picture for other kinds of scientific picture taking. This new picture is of planet B, that's letter lowercase b, around the star HIP 65426. This awkward, if Star Trek sounding name, comes from the recent Hipparchos star catalog, which was created using the Hipparchos Orbiting Observatory. 
Planet B is a gas giant, maybe 10 times bigger than our own gas giant planet Jupiter. Planet B orbits 100 times further away from its star than our planet is from the Sun. The quality of these new pictures, still a little bit blobby, confirm that Webb will be able to detect planets much closer to their star where we might find Earth-like planets. Webb took the pictures through four different filters, so we can expect to see some interesting science out of these first pictures. These pictures will also show astronomers how to make the future pictures even sharper. The future is so bright, we got to wear shades. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here, wearing some bling and ready to party in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Designer handbags. They're a fashion statement. And like shoes, I just adore them. It makes you feel good to carry a designer bag. And you only go around once. Who cares how much it costs? It's Louis Vuitton or Chanel. And somehow it transcends you to another world. Makes you feel like you're worth a million bucks. And so chic and in fashion. So I indulge on occasion and do nice things for myself. I worked hard and deserve it. They're well-made, last a long time, whether they're fabric or leather. You get what you pay for, I say, and you get that snob value. So don't miss this opportunity to join me, the City of Mansfield, and Methodist Mansfield Medical Center on September 10th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. for a chance to win an exclusive designer handbag, and raise funds and awareness for breast cancer prevention in our community. This fun event features a tribute to Dolly Parton, including a Dolly impersonator, 10 rounds of bingo to win exclusive designer handbags, and spectacular door prizes. You'll also sample delicious appetizers and beverages, can purchase the latest jewels from Kendra Scott. So bring your girlfriends and get your ticket today before we sell out at bit.ly backslash Boots Bags Bling. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. One of the questions I'm always asked by a first-time homebuyer is, how much money do I need to buy a house? I wish the answer was simple and universal. Today, I'm going to break down some of the costs as you prepare to buy the home of your dreams. The down payment is the first big hurdle. Traditional loan options include the FHA loan with a minimum of 3.5% down payment, a favorite for first-time homebuyers. You can opt for a conventional loan product that starts as low as 5% down. A quick reminder that when you put less than 20% down, you'll have to pay an additional monthly fee for mortgage insurance as part of your payment. Then there is my personal favorite, the VA loan, available for our veterans with 0% down payment, no mortgage insurance required, and they have a streamlined refinance option when rates fall. Periodically, there are a few other special programs available to help reduce the down payment you'll need. That's a great question to ask your mortgage lender to see if you qualify for down payment assistance or lower down payment options. The next big expense are the closing costs. These include lender fees, such as origination charges, administrative, or processing fees, the appraisal, and sometimes you can buy down the interest rate by paying fees up front to lower your monthly payment. Another part of your closing costs are the title and escrow fees. This includes document prep, filing fees, tax certificate fees, and a few more. Most importantly are the title policy and the survey. The title company will research the house and the land even before the house to ensure that no one could possibly have a claim on the property. They will issue an insurance policy at closing, ensuring that title. The survey's entire purpose is to catalog the boundaries of your property and show any easements and encroachments. The title policy and the survey can be paid by either the buyer or the seller. One of the largest closing costs are the prepaids. Your mortgage lender will want to collect a significant portion of your property taxes so that when tax time rolls around, you'll have enough to cover the anticipated tax bill. They will also require that you prepay for a year of homeowner's insurance up front and deposit a few months extra into an escrow account. 
All of these are expenses that every homeowner has to pay year after year. But on new mortgages, the lender will require these upfront, and it adds up. One big closing cost I didn't mention are your realtor fees. That's because our system has evolved to have the sellers cover those charges out of their proceeds. However, there is active litigation that may flip that back over to the buyer side. But in better news, we are starting to see sellers helping buyers out with closing costs for the first time in years. I recently closed a deal with $10,000 in seller contributions for the buyer, and I have one under contract where the seller is contributing over $12,000. Your realtor is an expert negotiator and, along with your lender's help, can structure the deal to help you get exactly what you need to become a homeowner in no time. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Market Update. As of Tuesday, September 6th, there are 130 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. If you remember, back at the end of April, there were only 30 homes to choose from. It certainly is a rapidly changing market. Homes this week range from $225,000, with the list topping out at $1.77 million. Truly something for every buyer. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another cocktail of the week. Brian? In this week's cocktail of the week, the cocktail is the Chardonnay slushy. So again, as we enter into these hot summer days here in Texas, trying to introduce you to some new ways to cool off with some liquid libations in or around happy hour, depending on when your happy hour ends or starts. My son Cooper just turned 22 and we recently went on a couple of vacations together and he really wanted to try some new cocktails. And so he showed me this list of 19 fruity cocktails on the Town & Country Magazine website. And, and that's where I found this one. So again, we've got another great recipe this week for a Chardonnay slushy. But as always, don't worry about taking notes as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. The ingredients is you'll need one cup of Kelvin citrus slush or a frozen lemonade concentrate. You know the one from that one minute or it's made company without saying the actual name. We're going to need a half ounce of white peach puree and a half ounce of green apple puree. Again, purees are really, really simple. Get some great ripe fruit, whether it be the apple or the peach, put them in the blender. You can actually put them in together because you're going to be mixing them in the drink together. And then you're going to need three ounces of a good Chardonnay. I'm a real big fan of North California or even into Oregon Chardonnays, but any Chardonnay that's your favorite is the one that you should use. To do it, to make the drink, Really, all you're going to do is put it all in a blender and blend it together along with enough ice to keep it chilled and serve. It's a great cocktail. It's a lighter cocktail than normal, but with as hot as it is and how fast these goes down, I would highly recommend that you try this one out as well. As always, I'm open to your taking your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. This is Randall Kennedy, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today we present part two of our interview with cultural arts supervisor for the city of Mansfield, Rosalie Gilbert. Enjoy. In the five and a half years, you've produced how many events for the city? Because we're going to narrow this down to your, your, your favorite event. My favorite event. Okay, yeah. well, let's see. I, probably a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sorry. I was drinking water. I almost spit it out. <laughs> a couple hundred events in five years. If we look at the far best season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not quite because the, the, the theater didn't get up and running for the first couple years. Okay, so maybe 100, 150. All right. That's still a good number. Yeah. Of the events, is is whether it's a specific show at the far best or a, a festival that you produced or what have you, it's, do you look back and go, you know what? That was my favorite event that I produced. Well, music so alley, the first year was great. I I've enjoyed music alley every year. Um, 
but the first year we had great weather, <laughs> which it always was. helps. It, and rained out the next year, right? Yeah, we were flooded out the next year. Um, and then, let's see, 2017-18. Then the year after that, it was like 104. It was miserable. <laughs> And then we had COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, that event has felt a little bit cursed. Yeah. Um, this last year was a lot of fun. But, yeah, the first year was amazing, and it was off to this great start. And then we just, yeah, it just couldn't catch a break. <laughs> the um, first Music Alley. I, and, and then I do this rem- one has, this one, this past year was a lot of fun, too. Uh, but... That's one where we really, you know, me and our special events um, manager, we're putting that together. Was that the year the Drifters played? Yes. I kid you not. I don't know why I was on. Well, I I know why I was on YouTube. I don't know why I came about the video, the promotional video (laughs) where some people from around town were were lip syncing to... Under, under the, board the boardwalk and dressed up in goofy beach attire yes, and in, yeah. including yours truly. And I, again, I don't know how I came upon that video, but I just watched it yesterday. Yeah. It was and fun. I thought, oh, and, and I was, first of all, I was wondering why are we singing under the boardwalk? And then it, it came up as the very last graphic of the video starring the drifters. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. The, the very first music. Ever. Yeah. And, um, so I want to, one of the reasons why I was having you uh, come in was because you, you've you got something on your plate that's coming up that you are looking for input from the, the Mansfield community. Yes. And that is the Cultural Arts Master Plan. Yes. Describe what the Master Plan is and, and how Mansfield residents can get involved. For sure. Uh, so we've had a lot of planning at the city. I'm sure folks possibly have taken part in some of the downtown planning or um, the parks planning that has happened. And so like any other department, we need a plan for the arts also. Um, And so that's what this is. And when I was hired and the commission was created, we really wanted to get things up and going quickly so that there was arts access in the community and there was a presence. And so we put together Music Alley and Arts Week and um, some of the bigger events and the city purchased the far best and we started shows in there um, just to get things going. But we didn't really have this plan underpinning everything. And so now we're at a point where all of these events are kind of chugging along and can not that they aren't a good chunk of work. But we know what they are, we know what their purpose is, and we can get them done. And so we really need to take those next steps and say, where do we want to be um, in two years, five years, 10 years, or even beyond that as a community for Mansfield? Um, Because we are growing so quickly. And the arts and culture are something that can really make a community unique and make it a destination either for visitors and tourism or for folks who are wanting to come and live in this area. And so we want to make sure that we're not losing opportunities um, and losing people, either visitors or potential residents, because we're not offering really fantastic arts and culture. And for... The benefit of the listeners describe what arts and culture. I mean, it's 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 easy just to throw out oh, arts and culture, but and it's 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 a it's really big immense, plate. Yeah, it's but, an immense thing. Okay, so I mean, it might depend who you're asking what that is, but when we're talking about it, we're talking about certainly visual art, your painting, sculptures, murals, um, film, uh, mixed okay. media, but also performance art, so music, theater dance. Um, Also, potentially things like culinary arts and restaurants and having great food. Um, Events that bring the community together and build that community and culture. So those special events, certainly special events that are maybe celebrating uh, different cultures or heritages, for sure. Wouldn't a cooking school just be fabulous? It could definitely be fun. Uh, Then that's 
and you can bring in okay so you mentioned art music and 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 cooking if you could put all three of those together uh choose a a heritage say like new orleans food and bring in some of the history of new orleans and bring in some of the art of new orleans and of course the music is 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 a big part of of new orleans now i just use that as an example and then you're not only learning the recipes of gumbo and jambalaya and, and etouffee, but then you're getting to cook it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I think that'd be a huge hit. Yeah. But that's, okay, so that's that's taking your big plate of art, music, culture, and and and, and actually just putting it all into one. But, uh, so I interrupted you. <laughs> but, no, but you're definitely onto something, actually. Music Alley, this last year, we had, we really had a focus on, different cultures and trying to have performers in a variety of art forms that represented a variety of cultures. And people really loved it. We got great responses. Um, And so I think that that is kind of the road we're going on is how can we focus in on different cultures and represent their performing arts, their visual arts, their culinary arts, and, Mm -hmm. and everything about that heritage with that festival or you know, in other ways as well. Sure. And so with the master plan, it's now in its infancy. Yes. When, when do you expect it to become reality? Well, we're, we're in the middle of the planning process. So we hope to have a completed plan, um, by sometime April to June, 2023. And then obviously we'll have the plan, but we've got to implement it. And our, we're expecting this to be a 10 to 15 year plan. Okay. So there will obviously be some things that we can implement right away that might be pretty small and simple. There will be some things that are going to take a lot of time and money and work. Um, So we're looking at public art. We're looking at venues and facilities, and we're looking at cultural districts and programs and events. Those are kind of the, the buckets. Yeah. Um, and so obviously there might be something where we might hear, okay, we need to, I, and I don't know whether this will come out of the plan, but personally in the process, I know I've had several people say we really need more jazz in Mansfield. Okay, yeah. That might not be too hard to implement. Uh, we already have a season of shows at the far best. Maybe it's simply booking some great jazz performers as part of that season on a more regular basis. But if we hear right now, the only arts facility owned by the city is the far best theater, which only seats 158 people right. um, and really is a small one venue performance space. So there's no classroom space. There's no st- art studio space or gallery space or rehearsal space, um, it definitely doesn't fulfill the arts needs of our community. So when we hear about what other facilities we might need and where we might need them, those are obviously going to be much longer term projects. And jazz may fit in in the Far Best Theater because mm-hmm. it's such a, a niche uh, genre. Uh, I and and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not poo-pooing jazz because I love jazz, and I was uh, I was on the board of a nonprofit f- uh, that promoted a big band, uh, an 18 piece big band out of Arlington, and I was on that board for many many years. But I I don't hear that around town. That that but it would be great. I was surprised it, to hear it myself, but yeah. uh, you know, and I don't know. Maybe so far, so we are. We have surveys that we're asking folks to complete at the moment. I think so far since mid-June, which is when we started surveying, we've collected about 450 surveys so far. So I don't know whether... more jazz. Excellent. (laughs) Well, I don't know whether that is really our... We have a consultant that is working with us. She's Mm -hmm. collecting all those surveys and collating all the information. Um, I just know from... Conver- informal conversations I've had as folks have taken the survey or when we're at events um, talking about the master plan, that comment has come up multiple times, more times than I was ever expecting to hear. Nice. So who knows whether that there's really, uh, really enough there to say, hey, we need a jazz festival or we need a jazz series at the theater. But something like that might be relatively easy 
to implement, whereas some of the other things. A friend of mine does production, sound lighting, and and things like that. He and and one thing that he had mentioned to me was, yeah, it, jazz is not one of those. Let's go to a jazz festival, but. If you throw a music festival and there just happens to be a jazz band in the mix, that it, that it works really it's well popular. that way. Mm-hmm. And um, that maybe you've got a, a, a blues band to start with and then a jazz band and then a rock band. And so now you've got a multi-genre uh, festival as you, and you just label it as a, as a music festival. And I, I, I pondered a, that and I thought, yeah, that, that, that does make a lot of sense. And uh, so just throwing that out to the supervisor of cultural arts. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Duly noted. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so you, but you mentioned the other venues that you look, the city is looking at building other venues around town. Yes, obviously that wouldn't be something that happened, you know, next year. Right. But I think everyone is aware that the far best isn't sufficient currently. And even, you know, that space does need some renovations, but even once we were to renovate, it just simply isn't big enough to have the variety of things that you might need to fulfill all of the arts needs. Um, and even to host our current community arts organizations for all of the different things that they're doing, the space uh, and the, the lights and sound and the ca- capabilities we have in there or what we could ever have in there. Um, we'll just never fulfill the arts needs of the city. So yes, we are looking at what do we need in terms of facilities. You know, there's there's this big facility up on Debbie Lane called the MISD Center for the Performing Arts, and I never understood why. I mean, it's just for it's just for school functions, from graduations to concerts to plays. But they, yes, so that is a school district facility, right? And we have a great partnership with the school district, um, and actually, we're. We were over there for the Juneteenth Festival. We'll be there for Hometown Holidays this year. Um, I work very closely with their fine arts department and the center. Um, But since it's a school facility, their first priority, obviously, is serving school children. And so they are 90% booked with school events. And that 10% that that's left tends to be a day here and a day here. It's rare that you have a full three-day weekend or even longer than that. So if you wanted to bring in a really fantastic touring production, usually you need a day or two of load-in and setup. You're not going to have just one show. You usually want to have two or even a couple weekends of shows. And that just isn't physically possible with their schedule for the schools. So it it makes it, um, you know, it's a great facility for the schools, but as as the city at large, it unfortunately is just already filled. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. The talk about the survey and how people can can give some input to the city. Yeah. So we have. Um, I think it's a twenty-five question survey. So it's not a small undertaking, but it's our most in-depth survey, and we're really wanting to know what sort of arts and culture events people go to um, currently, what sort of things they want to see in Mansfield um, so that we know what sort of programming and facilities and events we need. Um, It's on our, we have a website Mm -hmm. for the master plan. It's mansfieldartsplan.com. So people can go there. There's a button right at the top that says, take the survey. Um, If English is not your native language and you'd like a survey in Spanish or Vietnamese, you can scroll down closer to the bottom. We have um, buttons to take the survey in those two languages as well. Um, And then we have information about what the arts plan is, what we hope for it to accomplish. So you can get some of that background information as well. Mansfieldartsplan.com. Click on take the survey. It's it's that easy. That easy. And you and, and so again, the listeners out there, the city wants your input. Is there a deadline on when people can take the survey? We would love to get it before Labor Day. We're not going to close the survey, um, but our consultants will be compiling information at that point and beginning to put together some preliminary recommendations. So if folks want their voice to have the most impact, they should take it by Labor Day. All right, more jazz. 
Um, all right, MansfieldArtsPlan.com. In the minute or so that we have left, is there anything that you want want to uh, to include or or shout out to uh, to your your peeps over there on in the uh, the parks building or? Well, we've got a ton of great events that are coming up. So I hope that Ooh, folks, do tell. yeah, I hope that folks will come out. Um, our special event supervisor is putting together an event called Boots, Bags and Bling on September 10th. We have our Artscapes Gala event, which is a fundraising event that supports grants and scholarships in the arts for our local community on September 22nd. Um, and then our far best season is starting up in September as well. And we're working with about nine, yes, nine community arts organization partners. Hmm. And so the theater is pretty much filled every weekend um, with some sort of show, whether that's live theater, uh, original films, um, Mexican fashion shows. I nice. mean, we've got a whole range. So I would encourage people to take a look at what's going on in their city and come out to an event. And then is there a website for events around town? Uh, there are several. There <laughs> so, are several. Okay. MansfieldTexas.gov. Would that be a good that, place to start? That would be a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, when when there are several, let's just go to the main uh, uh, the main website, mansfieldtexas.gov, and uh, and then obviously there's a search bar on the on the homepage. Yes, and that'll link up to the theater, to the arts commission, to be able to see those arts and theater events or special events has their own page as well. Excellent. Rosalie Gilbert, you and I, uh, we've known each other for several years, but never really had a chance to sit down and, and uh, actually, you've told me a lot about you, but I, uh, so we, yeah, we I still haven't gotten to know each other, <laughs> at least from, from my end, but, uh, uh, and, and we'll have to do that sometime. Uh, MansfieldArtsPlan.com, go take the survey. The city wants to hear from you in terms of uh, art, music, and culture, and um we appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you helping us to spread the word. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we have a return guest, and we will talk in studio with Shane Trotter, author of Setting the Bar, Preparing Our Kids to Thrive in an Era of Distraction, Dependency, and Entitlement. It's a good listen, especially now that our kiddos are back in school. As always, this is the place where you can hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature Michael Evans. Science reporter Dennis Webb. Sports Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. <laughs>